Welcome back to the podcast. Roll the intro. Yeah, they call me a savage. Now I'm putting in work. I hustle and grind. I put in the time. Get what I deserve. Savage. Fuck, I love that track, bro. Oh, we're finally on. Copyright uh, that shit. We're finally on Spotify now. Too. Yeah, so make Everyone. sure you listen. Subscribe, follow. If you don't want to watch our ugly faces. I've <laughs> uh, <laughs> had two weeks off. Um, what's been happening? School holidays for us because we're fathers as well. Mm-hmm. Um, you went away to Goldie. Yeah. How was everyone? Good. It was good to go up there, bro. Good to spend some time with the kids. Good to spend time with my – because my parents moved up far, flew over from New Zealand. Um, yeah, so I just really just zoned out for a bit. Got to spend some time with them and sort of dialed back a little bit. That being said, um, yeah, it's good to be back in Sydney. It's good to catch up with the parents. Yeah, man. I haven't caught up with my parents. For ages, eh? Man, I think we've been nearly going on two to three years since all the COVID stuff and you couldn't travel back. So. Are you going to head back? Yeah, I was looking at October school holidays. I might shoot back for a week, depending, and then um, go from there sort of thing. We haven't done a potty in a while. A oh, while. Well, Feels a bit... Rusty? Uh, yeah, super <laughs> rusty. So sort of, if this is a shit episode, <laughs> blame it on just, yeah, being super rusty. It happens, but. Yep, so we had two weeks off the potty, and just like anything, I think, hey, you mm. take two weeks off anything, you come back a bit rusty, but mm. you just got to expect it. The yep. best things to do is just just get back straight back into it. That's it. That, that, that was the purpose of today, bro. Like, as soon as I, I, I dropped in yesterday, I was just like, all right, I'll see you in the morning. Just back, straight back into a routine of... You know, seeing you, catching up, doing a training session, then get back and straight in the potty. I think a lot of us spend too much time, oh, fuck, maybe the next day, maybe the day after that, but, yeah. Probably good to touch on, like, when people always want to wait to the perfect time. The Monday the Monday mentality, the bro. The Monday mentality or when the kids are back at thing or when this is happening and then there's no ever going to be a perfect time. And I always try and tell people that it's better to start when you're busy because... You know, you're always going to be busy. Yeah. That's a good point too, bro. Because I think, yeah, you're right. Because a lot of people, they think... Back to excuses. Excuses, bro. <laughs> they think in their fucking head that it's going to be... The the sun's going to come out and the the rain's going to stop, but... Yeah, work's going to go away and you can do everything, but you just got to pump through. It never is, bro. It's never going to be perfect. Is and that I, a time management thing? Yeah. I had a good conversation with my dad about that, actually, because... I was getting a little bit flustered up there just having the kids around and you saw me. I called you one time and I was like, <laughs> look at this, bro. I'm FaceTiming now and I'm like, look at my daughter, bro. She's on the bed. Screaming. Screaming and crying. And that was because I wasn't prepared, bro. I wasn't prepared to go up there and, you know, set out the days that we're going to do things, you know, have sort of a bit of a time schedule. Just bro, everything works so much better when better, you're prepared, eh? It is. It's, it is, bro. So it was time excuses just being unprepared? Being unprepared, that's all it was. And that's like, that's the back to the point, just time management. If you can, you get to free yourself up if you can, you know, keep to some sort of, I wouldn't say schedule, but um, just some sort of, you know, plan. And that way you can get to enjoy yourself with your family or at the same time be able to knuckle down um, and not have that Monday mentality. And then you can have quality time with your family instead and they're just fucking I think, yelling you know at each what, other. Bro, I think it's like, I, I, I think about that and I used to always think it was quantity, how much, you know, a lot of time. 
I was just like, fuck, man, I'm always, you know, busy and doing stuff. But it's not, bro. I learned that off you, quality. You know, spending time with your family, you know, whatever those times are, you, you turn, you switch your phone off or, you know, you actually spend time with them, not thinking about other things. Yeah, but I'm super bad on my phone. I know that. But um, try and get better. I've done some better boxing with Savi yesterday. That was cool. And he did five, ten minutes. Yeah. Done some push-ups and... Well, that was cool just to, you know, when you do boxing together, you have to, you mm. know, I can't be on my phone doing boxing, so. Fuck, that's a cool thing then. Yeah, we're just going through a few little combos that, I'm a horrible boxing coach. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, went through a few combos and uh, whatever, because I do boxing every Wednesdays and I was just trying to reteach that. How does he go? He's alright. He's good. He enjoys it. Okay. Yeah. That's a good I thing. I think any boy yeah. loves a bit of. Hitting the pads. Anyone, <laughs> yeah. actually. It's good. My daughter does. I don't think my son does. My yeah. son's like me. <laughs> softy. Good. So we had some bit of time off through the holidays. Um, how's training been? It was a bit chunky up there, bro. You know, just once again, not an excuse, but I just wasn't planned for it. You know what I mean? I was plan- planning to go up and, and, and keep momentum, but it just went went off the fucking Victor, bro. You know, I was... um. Waking up late, not doing my call, but everyone knew, you know, because I was pretty like vocal with social for the last couple of weeks. Cold plunges went out the door, all yep. that sort of stuff, and that shit happens. Did but, you have a place to cold plunge, bro? I had a fucking, I had a cold shower there. There, ah. there was no excuse there, but you know that's what that's what happens when I've, you're ill prepared. I've still been doing the cold shower that's actually. Good. I just do two minutes instead of five. Yeah. Five just I don't know. I just feel like I'm just waiting the time <laughs> to be over. So I feel like two's a good. Time to do pretty easily and consistently yeah. as well yeah. at the end of a warm shower. Yeah. That being said, what's the what's the training focus for you for the next? I've been pretty good. I've been I'm always consistent Monday to Friday. Now I'm sort of going back through the basics. Okay. Um, through back through my own mobility program, trying to um find what can be better, what can be improved on. So yeah. that's a real good focus, and then. Shoring up of the time excuse for everyone when they tell me, oh, this is taking too long, or yep. then I can really dial into that and either change it. Because I feel like at the moment, taking a lot out and it's still been just as good. Just as which good. Which is super important. I feel like people always want more and more and more, mm. but sometimes it's better just to take things out. Yeah. Simplify like it's well, fuck, fuck, fuck the man. best programs in the world are so simple, yeah, it's crazy. Man. When I look at you know, they're not over complicated. I feel like people who over complicate their programs are just trying to, you know, push that, some other that, that's when it gets too much, eh, bro? You know, like, yeah, hip flexor focus, bro. Fuck it, just go hard on the hip flexor every day, two to three minutes. Yeah, exactly. Well, I did that 14 day, um, well, yeah, how was that challenge? That went good, um. But I always feel like you just got to have some skin in the game. Free programs are just like, they're all good for a little taste test, but the consistency of people and probably the percentage, I'd have to go over again, of people results-wise who actually pay yes. compared to yes. a free program, like light years apart. Yeah, huge difference. Yeah, I always think there's a, you got to have that skin in the game to actually get results. As well. Yeah, that's a good point, bro. It's a commitment thing. Like, there was obviously people who'd done it and were gone. So they can, obviously, probably like myself, that can follow things off YouTube, but then most people just can't hold themselves accountable. Accountable. So. That's where you come in. Yep. That's mean. My focus is just the elbow, bro. 
training focus. Man, my elbow's still fucked from that game, you know, eight weeks ago, and it's still playing up. I can't push. Got to go see Tommy, bro. I know, bro. I, have to I go think it was him. a similar. I think as coaches, we try and fix ourselves first, and yeah. then does it work? Like my Achilles, bro. I was like. Okay, I'm gonna do this, this, and this, and I was like, I just need that little rub and a few needles here just to tick me along That's a bit it. more. That's it. And then, yeah, extra accountability too. It's just that, yeah, it's just the sh- fuck. I can only keep short range. I can't extend all the way out, and it's fucking pissing me off. Because I like doing our bench sessions, man, and to know that I can't be pushing the same weight as you just fucking just gets on my nerves. But at the same time, regress to progress, like we say. But the best thing about injuries or getting injured as a coach is once you figure out how to fix it, then you can show the next guy. Exactly, bro. That, that's the that's that's the whole point of you know trying to figure it out for myself now. Can you push? What's what did you feel on the bench press when you were training? <sighs> Taking r- racking off, I always needed your help, and then you know that 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 start. But as soon as I got to a good bend, it was it was fine, bro. Just staying real low with the reps, even when I was on the dumbbells. It was um, pretty easy to, to move. But once it got warm, blood flow came into it. I could, I could, you know, push the push the range a little bit more. So Is that from footy, footy injury? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> swinging arms, swinging arms, right. swinging arms. And grass it doesn't cutters. work. And I was, I was getting frustrated during that game too. And I think everyone felt it because I got ex- high expectations of myself, and my timing was all off. It was the first game I'd played in a couple of weeks because of the forearm again. And so yeah, I was just trying to do things that. You shouldn't be doing. You should just make the tackle, mate. But not chess. Try to do the old grass cut and ended up fucking myself. How's the refereeing in those grades? Putrid. <laughs> They're the worst, bro. It's like, mate, your decision is... First off, you're making a decision and you're 20 metres away. And I'm standing over here. How can you fucking see what's going on, bro? Ah, yeah, they can't keep up, bro. They can't keep up. Like this guy... That Poor guys, though, <laughs> eh? Don't you think that you feel for the ref? They're getting hammered, too, like from the sideline. Yeah, was the sideline rough too? On oh, some games, so yeah. that that game there's not not too bad. But you go out to oh, what was the team we played before that? Well, injured before I'm fuck. They were rough, man. Like you sit on the the grandstand side with all the locals. They're just getting pissed too on the sideline. Get hammered, bro. You get straight hammered, and because we're like our team, the Cougar Cougars, they're um we're very multicultural, you know. Every, and the Cronulla Comps are very Australian. Yeah, you know, I've got nothing against any of that sort of shit, but um, yeah, it's hard not to notice the difference between teams. And fuck, I experienced it when we were young, bro, playing in the comp over here. You know, if you have a couple darkies in your side, then a couple comments come out. Did you say you had that Mehan the boxer in your team? Yeah, or yeah, was it oh, brother? The, little, the little brothers, both yeah. of them. Did they both play? Yeah, the good players too, bro. And they came over from the South comp, so they were playing in the comp that I grew up playing. Okay. What's their background? Samoan. Yeah. Yeah, Samoan. And they're um I wouldn't know actually the whole mix, but yeah, they're just they're just very, very There's a gun boxer too. <laughs> the big, big, oh, I've heard some cool stories, man. I've been hanging around those boys a lot, bro, and I, I enjoy my time spent with them. They're probably listening right now, but um yeah, just just a real good bunch of dudes. And I've known them since I was coming through the twenties. And you know, seeing seeing the the change that they've all had, the whole family's had, um, is certainly an inspiration to me. You know, and I'll, I really fuck with guys like that because they've got stature too, but they can sit down and have a good conversation with us, and they they fucking love our stuff, bro. So, um, shout out to the boys. Boxing is a good like, discipline, it, eh? It Don't is, bro. It is. Oh, and like, it's hard, bro. I I started 
what two or two months ago, and I videoed myself. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I was killing it, and no, then I looked at the video nah, and I was like, "Oh no, I'm horrible." Yeah, it's very. I um, thought I was hitting fast, and I'm like, "Was it like slow motion?" <laughs> like those big bodybuilders that go into boxing and think they can box. What's the point that you made that time? Like they train however long for that one moment, and they're training hours and hours and hours compounding hours over, over a large period of time and then for us to we're only viewing one fucking fight which is 12 rounds of how many minutes but they've been doing years and years and years of work bro so yeah it's a very different game individually and then compared to a game like footy yeah just that volume amount of training i've always thought of doing like combat sports more just for self-defense or like bjj or something and i'm like i always try and work out the hours of how how many hours do I need to actually yeah, yeah. be good at something? Um, but if you, I don't know, I get competitive with myself and those things. I'm like, yeah, I'm not going to be able to do two times a week. I have to do five times because if you're getting <laughs> choked out or like, it would just hurt my ego too much. So, you know. Well, that, yeah, that year when we did wrestling at South, because I'd never experienced it before and we were just rolling around and a lot of the guys had the background of just doing wrestling, but a lot of them had done BJJ before. And I was just getting fucked up left, right and centre, bro. I was like, fuck this, man. And then I went, I had to go and individually do sessions by myself away from them to get good at it. And that's just footy, bro. So you can only imagine about the guys that you know, do it for a living. Fuck, they're yeah, doing it. Yeah, they do two, two hour sessions maybe a day <laughs> for right. six days a week, probably. <laughs> that's just, yeah, just a different ball game in that, bro. Yeah, there's a real good Kiwi guy who's one of the top trainers, um, Donna, Donna, Donahue, John Donahue, or Donahue, I've got that name, but he's a gun, bro, he's the white guy with the shaved head, if you ever see him, and he just speaks about things so, like, eloquently, yeah. and he just puts things very in simple perspectives. BJJ, or? Yeah, BJJ, so he, I don't know, fuck, he's called, his squad is called the Death Squad or something. <laughs> The Donahue Death Squad. <laughs> Death Squad. What a fucking yeah, name. Yeah, he's a weapon. Like, and he just they just roll the whole day with high level. Mm. Mm, and then, yeah, I always keep an eye on some BJJ things. So, I've got a few BJJ guys on the mobility yeah. program. They're super disciplined and they get it done. Well, easy, you did bro. that. You did that class that I came out with you. Yeah. At the time, and it was interesting to see how flexible some of those guys were. Yeah, right? bro. And They're pretty good because they have to be in their guard positions. So yeah, you're yeah. holding yourself back. You are, yeah, unflexible. You, yeah, but you made a good point too. Like, you can be flexible in those positions, but are you strong mm. in those positions too? Which is just like really where, where you come come on board, right? Yeah, sort of the, try and do that difference between mobility and flexibility is just that strength component. Yeah. I think people are a lot um, surprised by how hard the workouts are yeah, yeah. when you go do mobility work. Yeah. Even we just went through that 1B today. It's <laughs> like, bro, who did this I mean, fucking program? <laughs> I thought my couch stretches were over. <laughs> Fine, I could feel that front leg just throbbing. Like, oh, I remember the days when I was pumping these and just like I was sweating because I was just pushing it so hard. Yeah, but look, you, most people aren't pushing themselves that hard, bro. Yeah, you know what I mean. And like, you got to you got to treat it like that too, bro. I think I think a lot of people don't actually understand, but you don't really. Intensity Yeah Like fuck But, but then there's that over Like you <laughs> Like me <laughs> You go too, too hard Too hard bro Yeah Way I've too had hard. that problem too And just 
Yeah, because you can stretch so well, that's, much. Well, that. that's what happened with the pancake. I went way too hard and then ping, and I was like, and yeah. I'm still recovering from it. Even when you were like, today, man, we'll jump on the ground. I was like, nah, <laughs> bolt. I need to regress to progress, my bro. Yeah, when I was first going through mobility and trying to smash the pancake, I, um, yeah, I'd done my groin. How long did it take for you to get your pancake? When did you start and like, when did you actually like hit it belly down? You're like, fuck, I'm the man. Fuck, I don't know. It must have been like six months worth. I can't, I can't, um, thing. The thing that I figured out was I could do mobility and strength training at the same time. And then once I could tick off, um, like a pancake or whatever standards, we used to go through the real movement standards. Um, that Keggs put up and I was like, yes, that's what I need. So I was always just going, okay, level three, I want to hit that pancake belly, I want a pike and I don't know what else he had. But yeah, middle splits, it's like, yeah, when I first started mobility, I was like, what's the hardest thing to do? And middle splits is probably the hardest out of, and probably takes the longest out of everything. Um, so I was like, fuck. So this I'm going to go this into is a, it. This is a good question for you. So you've got, you know, all your belts, all your standards, are you one to hit a level on every standard equally or do you focus on one standard in specific and everything's maintenance? Yeah, I was focusing on one and then just maintenance things and then trying to hit them as well. I felt the weight stuff was harder to maintain. So mobility work, once you had a pancake, you can pretty much do it for the rest of your life, I find. Mm-hmm. Um, same with all the couch stretches and whatnot. So I knew... If I just go hard at that, then I'll have more time for yep. other things, chin-ups, bench press, squats. Um, I was doing a lot of handstands as well. That's yeah. probably the time-consuming. That's a killer. <laughs> <laughs> and I always wanted the one-arm handstand, and I sort of... Did you get close to it? No, I got to just sort of some transferring that weight onto one arm and on a couple of fingers, but there's still probably another one to two years to actually get a proper Fuck. one. Like the discipline for that movement is just Will you go back to it crazy. one day, bro? I think, think I will, yeah. Okay. I've um, thought about it. Um, I'm pretty gutted that, yeah, because it's so, you got to go backwards 10 steps to restart everything again. I can hit a two-end two end, um, handstand for 60 pretty consistently because mm-hmm. I was doing that consistently all through my training. So I'd always do one hour training in the morning, handstands, <laughs> every day, bro, like five, six times a week, and then do my <laughs> weights. It's like a, but it's just built that discipline into me. Yeah. And I was, had a real good coach, which I learned heaps from. Um, always find those movement guys are way better coaches than a lot of the PT sort of style coming through. They're really like, I don't know, they got the art side of coaching focused yeah, compared yeah. to the science-y stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they can back it up, bro. Like, yeah. bro, my handstand coach was a beast. Yeah. Yeah, bro, he can do one-arm handstands, both arms, I don't know, 30, 60 seconds. Like, mm. he's yeah, he's top of his game for one-arm handstands and he was a specialist at that and he's coached a lot of people to that as well, which is another thing. Here's a good question. Sorry, bro, I'm going to flood, flood you with questions <laughs> today. Um for a sport, an individual or any sport for a child that you would, you know, happily put them into in terms of all-round strength, all-round life, which sport would that be? Gymnastics. Gymnastics. Yeah, it's a good base, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, but it always depends on the coach. Okay. 
the coach is a dickhead then. <laughs> Fuck him. Just pull them out straight away and go okay. find another coach. Okay. So gymnastics. Oh, that's fucking cool. There's nothing worse than a shit coach, bro. They waste so much time, don't you think? I've, I've been fortunate, bro. <laughs> I've never had a fucking shit coach. Besides what about in like juniors and that? Fuck out nah. some shit coaches, bro. Nah, bro. Mine, like, mine was Blake's old man. And then, oh, now that I think about it, Roosters... Nah, not even. I had a couple run-ins with the couple of coaches, but that's expected. Mm, I used to bag out coaches, but now I don't because I understand yeah. their point of view of what their How job hard is to it do. Is, yeah, bro. it's yeah. so hard to be a coach. It doesn't matter what age the you know you're coaching; it's still fucking hard work, bro. Yeah, you know whether it's kids. Kids is harder. Trust me. Yeah, <laughs> I took Xavier's soccer team for a warm up. Fuck that. <laughs> fucking listen eh? Hey bro, why don't you do this? And he talked back to me like, oh no, I'm not doing it. <laughs> Shut the fuck up and just fucking do the drill, bro. <laughs> That's what I was thinking in my head. <laughs> no, nah, kids is harder for me anyway, bro. Trust me. I'd rather um See, I didn't I didn't mind kids, bro. And like I did that up in Redcliffe, but I noticed as you started getting older. That started happening. But don't you feel like your value that you can provide is yeah. more suited to an NRL player? Yeah, like if you're talking footy, like you had Harold Matz, you yeah. tell them something, it's sort of super interpreted. I feel like when you talk to an NRL player, it's a lot different. Yeah, you're right. You're right. I think they get it straight away, which is super valuable and yeah. easier. But the um, faster they can, they can suck in what you're saying. Yeah, but I also think there's coaches who coach kids that are – Way better than say if Wayne Bennett came down to coach kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they're you know they're focused yeah, yeah, yeah. on like yeah. super good it's like in a that niche junior. Yeah, them. yeah. But then they probably couldn't go up to NRL level and sort everything out either. So yeah, that's a probably good point too, man. Do you reckon a lot of these guys start at a younger age and then work their way up to coaching? You know, your men A grade or even in Toyota Cup and. Or do you I think reckon it's better just to straight go into straight into NRL as an assistant too. coach. Don't even. I think you learn bad habits going to A grade. Yeah, there's too much um, difference. Yeah, and level and just yeah. commitment, bro. Because Benji wants. To, did you see the thing with Benji wants to coach? Yeah, that was mm. pretty cool. I thought that was cool. But I've seen like a couple snippets of him. I don't know whether it was for another company or maybe his own gig for like academy. He was coaching like 16, 17 year olds, which is pretty cool to see. The fact that he sort of. Put his hand up and said, "I want want to coach." Probably pretty cool. I'm interested in Serrato actually. He's messaged me one time. Really? Yeah. Okay. He said, "I'll oh, come out to Penrith for this is a couple of years ago." And he said, "Come out to Penrith for a look. I like what you're sort of doing." Yeah. He's like, "Fuck." If I was on the back of a coach, I'd go with him. <laughs> <laughs> Just because he seemed yeah. open-minded at yeah. this sort of stuff I was um, doing. But it'll be interesting. I think he turned down the Tigers. So I've heard super good things from everyone about him, which is um have yeah. you did you ever? Yeah, I played with him. Ah, I where played with him at Windsor. Ah, okay. Serrado's a fucking good cat, man. Yeah. He was always like he was like that as a as um one of the older boys and then he's pretty much finished his career with us and then moved straight into twenties. I don't know if he was assistant coaching or he was just like a trainee at the start. But he's just yeah, he's just all about that, bro. And he's got that presence, man. He's always had it. You know, it was, it was good to play with because it was just that that old cat that just sort of kept the level head, which is a, which is what a coach needs, I feel now. And um, yeah, he's certainly doing well. And he's not in a rush. So no. if he's if you watch the bro, that's what almost 
eight years. As an assistant? Like, yeah, working his way up. I think it needs to sort of be like that. I've heard the Panama system through um, someone and uh, it seems super cool of how they've worked their attack and all that. I don't know if they've changed it since you were there, but mm. when they get to a spot in the field, which is super intelligent, they know every option of yep. what you can do from that spot. Yeah. So short side, yep. open side. Yep. Because there's only so many, like it's so many options you can actually run in rugby league. You don't have an unlimited amount of moves that you can do. There's probably only four or five. Yeah. So it pisses me off when the yell running backwards on your line defense. <laughs> bro, it's still happening. I don't know, bro. I seen a winger tackle the guy on this try line. Bro, up and in. Oh yeah, that's my theory. Sorry, I got a good theory. I've been going for too long, but <laughs> my it. theory is that. Edge defence is so bad because no edge defenders become coaches. So there's all the coaches that go on to be NRL or or halves. Ricky Stewart, Brad Fittler, Benji Marshall. Who else? Um, Ivan Cleary was a a fullback, you know what I mean? So they've never done done edge defence in their life properly, I feel. So there's no one to... Actually, coach it, and I don't feel like there's any centers or wings in the NRL system. So Ooh, that's I need to pick up theory. the mic for this one, bro. That's my theory of why edge defense is still just a bit so-so. So, do you, do you think that being a center or having experience as a center or a wing gives you a little bit more uh, understanding of where you should be I or how so. you? There's no specialist edge defense. I feel. That being said, do you think there needs to be specialists for every sort of position on the field, defensively and and in in attack? I think you can get away with it, but there's I just don't see any centers or wings coaches. Okay, okay. that's cool. So I think maybe that might be a theory of mine. Fucking oh, bro! <laughs> I like that one, man. I like that one. That's a good theory, actually. That makes sense to me because you know you look at the guys who are good defensive coaches. Like really good defensive coaches, Trent Robinson, for example, and yeah, he was a forward. He was in the middle. He understood how yeah. to defend from the middle. And even when, like, when we went out to Roosters, and he broke down the position that everyone needs to be in certain parts of the field. It's just like, oh, bro, this guy understands how to how to fucking defend properly. So that makes sense to me too, bro. Cool. Finish on that. Finish on that, cuz. Sweet, we went all right for <laughs> our <laughs> I was happy with that. <laughs> Shut, thanks, bro. thanks, bro.